0: All right, well, should we uh, should we get started?
1: Yeah, I think we can get started. We may have a few more join
0: us. Let's see we've got. um, I'll let you do. You want to do your housekeeping before we?
1: Yeah, I just want to um, take a moment. Welcome everybody. Nice to see everybody and talk green screens. Um, I just want to remind everybody that this meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel. In cable channel 25, remind people to mute yourselves during the meeting unless you're speaking. Um, the chat function for the meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. Um, please do your best. I know it's not easy, but to remember to state your name when you speak so the people, anybody that might be participating remotely can hear. And
0: um, I think that's it. I'll turn it back to Jerry. Okay, thanks. We'll call the meeting to order. It looks like one o four p.m. And we'll do roll call. Uh, let's see. Should I do uh, I don't like doing it off the video, so let's see. We don't have Christina today, correct? Right. Christina said she couldn't make it. All right, Joshua. I can see his name. Here. Excellent. Marlo.
2: Here. Denise. Here.
0: Mary, here. James, I haven't seen James. Sarah, don't see I don't see Sarah. And Jordan, so don't see Jordan. Dina, here. And Daniel, here. Right, and I'm Jerry. I'm here. Well, so we do have enough, correct? What do we have? Seven. You have seven,
1: so you have a quorum, so you're okay there.
0: Okay. Um, well, I think our first order of business is to <clears throat> kick kick me out of, uh, of my position here. Um, so we have our uh, at our annual retreat every year we elect um, our officers. We elect the chair, vice chair, secretary, and I don't know, is the TGT an elected or we just Do we? Well, whatever. Basically just, uh, you know, I guess it would be elected if there was more than one
1: person interested, but it's it's also really just making sure we have that liaison and Mary's done that two years running. Um, so um she's she's definitely um proved herself more than once in that realm and she is not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> that was my next question.
2: I have a question. What is involved in being the TGT tax liaison?
1: So the TGT Grant Advisory Board is basically a um working board that um reviews and updates the guidelines for the transient gas tax grant program and then the so that'll happen during the spring in lieu of covid craziness Um, and then you know each year we implement the grant process which basically starts in the fall and typically runs through december where um the each of the tgt grant advisory board members Reviews the applications, hears three minute presentations from the applicants and then scores all of the different grant applications and sends that back to my office. And then actually they just had their meeting last week um, where they reviewed all those applications, reviewed their scores and made their award recommendation, which then will go to the city commission um, for approval.
2: So the season is from fall to spring.
1: The the grant process starts fall and goes through December. In this case, it went into January because of COVID. But the the board will start meeting sometime in the spring to review the guidelines before that process. So it's Mary. What would you? I mean, it it, it because of COVID, it hasn't happened ideally. Um, but I would say generally March through December is kind of the cycle typically.
3: Yeah, it's. It's not particularly onerous until you get to the grants. I, I would like to say, I think it's really important that we get good representation of the arts on that advisory board because most of the board is made up of representatives from the hotel industry, and they are um, very concerned, naturally, about getting. Um, people to stay in their hotel. So they're very inclined to look favorably on organizations applying for grants that will bring in um, large groups of people. And those typically have been uh, sports programs. So the grants that come in range all the way from the Busker Fest to um, to a for-profit basketball camp say there were 30 this year and and it's a it's a hugely divergent group of applications and i've been on and off that group for the last few years and it tends to swing backwards and forwards um between favoring the if i can say this (laughs) porter between, not favoring, but um, looking very favorably at youth camps coming into town. Um, and then the pendulum swings to um, more of the cultural arts things. So nothing is, is um, uh, everybody is, is eligible. It's just that I personally think it's really important that the uh, arts and culture organizations maintain a strong presence.
2: How many people were on that advisory board this past year?
1: Um, so let me, Denise, let me, I'll answer that in one second. Um, but before sure. that, I just want to show what can I'm assuming you can all see my screen. Um, so the goals of the Transient Guest Act program currently are here on the webpage, which is lawrenceks.org forward slash CMO forward slash TGT dash grants. Um, The transient grant tech guest tax grant program will provide funding for specific events which meet the following goals. Demonstrate a measurable economic benefit, including enhancing the cultural economy or travel tourism economy, create additional transient guest tax and sales tax and enhance Lawrence's character and reputation for tourist activities and demonstrated demonstrate pull of regional visitors. So more information is available on this page for anybody that might be interested and This actually summarizes the entire program. It even includes the um, grant applications that the um, board reviewed. So all that information is is available to anybody who wants to review it just as an FYI. Um, And then as far as the board goes, hang on, let me stop my share. And the TGT grant board. I want to say 7 I should know this, but I'm on too many boards and I don't want to speak incorrectly. Um. So there's the representative from the City, the uh, Cultural Arts Commission. There's a representative from Explorer Lawrence Um, and then. One, two, three, four, five more. So there's seven board members altogether,
3: and the majority of them are from the hotel industry.
1: Suchet at this point is also. We do have um, the cultural arts commission representative, and then we also have somebody from the culture, um, arts and culture um, business realm, so to speak, or representing that as well. But then, yeah, several people represent um hoteliers or other businesses. Does that help, denise?
2: yeah, thank you very much.
1: yeah, no problem. Glad to share that.
2: <clears throat> I do have one more question about the application itself. How lengthy is it?
1: The application
2: yes um
1: how lengthy is it um it's Sure. It's not I don't think it's too onerous, really. It's fairly straightforward. The main thing is the budget. People can only apply for up to um 15%, is it, of their program or maximum uh 10% of the the grant amount, which is twelve thousand dollars. So the maximum amount anybody can apply for is twelve thousand. They can use it for a variety of things, but they're really the preference is to use it for marketing efforts. Okay. Jerry, you're muted.
0: <laughs> I do it too. Everybody does it. Denise, are you? do I hear you uh, volunteering? <laughs> or?
2: Well, I'm actually interested. But that, of course, means I'm not going to be chair next year <laughs> if I apply for this.
0: Should we start with the, the chair then, Porter? I just thought since we, since we had you know maybe somebody on the line for the advisors, we would start there. But we, we I guess we can go in order. Um, is it appropriate? That's wise. For me but, to call, is it appropriate for me to call for nominations, or do I just like step aside? Or
1: no, I think um, given that you can't run. Um, It is very appropriate for you to call for nominations or volunteers and and go from there.
4: Okay, let's do that.
0: Well, let's start out with nominations. Anyone uh, like to nominate someone? Anyone interested in volunteering? If nobody answers this, then then I'm going to make a nomination. (laughs) I
5: I would be I'd be willing to do it if nobody else is is interested in doing it. I like the uh, I like the structure of of running meetings, so I'm happy to, to play that part. All right, anyone else?
3: It sounded like Denise might be interested, maybe.
2: In in what the chair's position? Yes, no. (laughs) <laughs> okay, thank you.
0: That's pretty clear.
2: <laughs>
0: All right, we have a, a uh, willing volunteer. Any, any other folks interested in that responsibility for 2022?
2: Could you um, explain what, what you do as a chair for this particular committee?
0: I do nothing. Denise, I run, I I run these meetings and try to make them as entertaining as possible. Um, No, you, uh, you, uh, you communicate with Porter, um, obviously. um, On, you know, meeting uh, related issues, Porter, Porter uh, does a great job of sending out kind of a cheat sheet before each meeting. and you know you basically you follow the the boards you follow the activities uh that the different um subgroups may be involved in sometimes you have to represent culture and cult, arts and culture in lawrence for dedications of of uh art pieces um what else uh, sometimes we when we ran some surveys you have to you know, you participate in that um, showing up uh, when appropriate for like the uh, outdoor uh, sculpture exhibit uh, dedications, you know, that, those, those sorts of, uh, of things. Um, some past chairs have been involved, more involved than I was in the round table. The round table schedule just doesn't, it doesn't work for my work schedule. Um, So someone else, um, well, usually several other people uh, take that. Um, But, yeah, that's what it is. I would not call it – I mean, I think it's probably more time-consuming in non-COVID times. I I have – I've done it for two years, and I've done it 100% during COVID. And you all will remember, uh, you know, I don't think we had meetings the first three months maybe – of the pandemic. Um, part of that was because this I don't think the city ha- had schooled up the zooming capability yet and you know we were all sort of just getting caught up with with that. So I would suspect that that you know post pandemic, you know, whatever that means, <laughs> um, that there might be more you know opportunities or obligations, you know, like Phoenix awards, is another thing that you show up for. And uh, yeah, so anyway, those are, the, those are the things. Yeah, I would concur
1: that um, COVID has certainly shifted things pretty drastically. But, you know, basically the chair is the the voice of the Cultural Arts Commission, um, something we haven't had recently, but with, in past, I know that the chair was expected to show up to, to a couple of city commission meetings um, when we had some, Projects are, are things that were contentious um, to voice the opinion of the board and that type of thing. So, and then everything else that Jerry pointed out as well. And I would suspect that um, with the strategic plan, um, you know, we'll see things shifting a little bit throughout the the coming year as we move into um, these different areas, um, since this relates to unmistakable identity, which is. In some ways, consistent with what we've been doing, um, talking about parks and recreation and that type of
0: thing as well. With their board. All right. so any other volunteers before we have a vote? Or do we need to have a vote if we just have one volunteer?
1: I think we need to vote in case somebody for some reason thought that Daniel was going to try to do something nefarious.
0: All right, Uh, should I, I'll I'll do a roll call style uh, thing. So um, uh, is this the thing where we make a motion and then vote on it or? Yeah, I would
1: go through the process and and actually somebody should uh, make a motion. Okay.
0: And then vote. Uh, I move that we elect uh, Daniel uh, Chair of the Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission for 2022. Second that. All right, now we'll do the roll call. Denise?
2: Yes. Uh,
0: Daniel? (laughs) Well, I love staying and voting for myself. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't think any less of you if you did. Uh, Dina? In favor. Yes. Mary? Yes. Marlo? Yes. Joshua? Aye. and jerry i it would be unanimous
1: congratulations thank you daniel
0: yep. thank you for being willing to serve um okay uh number two on my agenda is for secretary i don't know why vice chair is third but Uh, Secretary carries, carries with it the, uh, the um, privilege. <laughs> is that what you would call it? Uh, that's, that's the, the minutes uh, of keeping the minutes, correct, Porter? Correct.
1: Um, that's their primary job is to take minutes. Christina did a great job and Jordan's been doing a great job. Um, and and just so everybody knows, if for some reason somebody couldn't attend a meeting, we you know we as staff will take minutes. We have the video, so it's not something that you know. Obviously, we we definitely lean on that person a lot, but it's not desperate that they attend every single meeting. Um, just
0: FYI. All right. So, any volunteers for the role of secretary? Jordan, are you are you are you willing to uh, and interested in continuing in that role?
6: I'm willing, but unfortunately, I've, I'm balancing three jobs now, which is very different from where I was um, this time last year. So I won't be able to continue the minutes. And actually, I don't know if Porter um, mentioned, but he's been taking care of the minutes um, the last several months when I can't. So, um, first of all, thank you, Porter. But, um, yeah, no, so I won't be able to continue in that role.
1: Okay. Anyone that's have? fine. thanks, Jordan for for speaking honestly. And you know, um, we we're losing at least three seats, potentially four um, members. So we'll have other people coming on board. so there may be somebody out of the new members that might be interested in that role too.
0: Uh, Should we then, in the absence of a volunteer for that, which I don't know, maybe if we pause long enough, somebody will get uncomfortable and raise their hand, or maybe someone could volunteer to cover that until the new folks are on board? Do you think they'll be on board by February meeting? Um, I would hope. I'm not sure where that
1: stands at this point and how quickly the new mayor is appointing people. Yeah.
0: So... Again, we'll ask for someone to volunteer for that position permanently out of this group. Uh, but in the absence of anyone being willing to do that, would anyone volunteer to do it until uh, we get, maybe our board seats filled a little further?
6: Well, am I wrong in understanding that um, this meet, the retreat minutes and I believe February are still me, right?
1: technically this meeting if you can do it that would be fabulous and then um, okay and february would be sort of up in the air depending on if we have somebody else um who can do it so yeah i think if, if you don't mind doing today's minutes and i'm tracking the information as well um, okay. and then yeah we revisit this in february that would be fine
6: and porter this video will be available on youtube right because all of our meetings are correct yes Wasn't sure if that was different because it's a retreat Perfect, okay. Yeah, so I can cover um, this month's meeting and uh, February then. So whoever volunteers would j- just be off af- uh, March uh, till next January.
0: Thank you, Jordan, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's great. So can we, we just wanna postpone that until February, that appointment. Sounds like um, a plan. Okay. He volunteers for
2: vice chair. So who was the vice chair this past year?
6: Marlo,
1: Right. No. So no. last year, um, Sarah Curry was elected vice chair.
0: Okay.
1: Um, unfortunately, like Jordan, Sarah's life shifted um, and she had job changes and stuff like that. So she wasn't able to attend a lot of meetings Okay. Um, and so actually, excuse me, they were not able to attend a lot of meetings and they, I believe, are moving. Um, So I'm not sure what their future holds as far as their participation in this board meeting.
2: What's entailed in being a vice chair?
1: I would say primarily it's just identifying somebody who would likely step up and be the chair the following year. Okay. Um, so, if somebody's interested in being chair but doesn't feel comfortable um, in that role currently, it's a great opportunity to to you know take a little more time, support the new chair, um, and kind of learn the ropes. I think Jer- as Jerry's pointing out, he's been on this board for what eighty years, um, <laughs> almost nine. Yeah, and so he's seen a lot, um, and frankly, that experience is helpful. So, just you know, gaining experience, that type of thing. And nothing's written in stone. Everybody understands people's lives change, but um, it's an opportunity for somebody who might be interested in the future to sort of step up and, and learn the ropes.
2: Okay, I can do that.
0: All right, any other volunteers for that or? Okay.
1: Thanks, Denise.
0: Yeah. Uh, do I need to move? Uh, I'll make a motion to that we elect uh, Denise as vice chair of the commission, and uh, let's see. We'll do a roll call vote. So Daniel, Hang on, you need a second. Oh, we need a second. Sorry, and, Daniel
5: Smith. I will second that motion.
0: Well, maybe I didn't learn so much in nine years on this. <laughs> I can't even. Can't even do a vote. All right, here we go. Daniel. Aye. Dina. Aye. Mary. Aye. Marlo.
7: Hi.
0: Joshua. Hi. Jordan.
6: Aye.
0: And
1: Jerry, aye. Excellent, congratulations, Denise,
0: thank you. It was kind of a, I, th- I think it was kind of a move to to not do the TGT advisory board liaison but that she was so interested in earlier. It's a sidestep. I, I would volunteer that I think they that person could
1: conceivably do both. I don't think the chair position consumes that much time necessarily,
0: so. If one was interested, one could consider both. I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't have an issue with that. Um, Yeah, and having been a former vice chair, I can tell you that I think it's about two things a year, right? I mean, depending on who your chair is, the chair may call and say, hey, I I can't, can you run the meeting? And, uh, you know, so, all right. That does bring us to the TGT grant advisory board liaison spot. And do we have any volunteers for that?
8: Mm. I would be happy to do that, but I am an applicant year after year. And so I would hate there to be a conflict of interest.
1: Good point. And I didn't speak to that. So Mary also, um, Theater Lawrence applies for that. And so what I do is that Mary, if there's any discussion about her grant in particular, then she um, leaves the, the room. And so we've done that in the past where Mary just literally leaves the room or leaves the Zoom meeting for any discussion. In this case, that wasn't an issue. And then Mary also does not submit a score for her um, application. And so then we have a way of, of um, basically it's an average thing that we put into. So she, her, her events still get scored, but it's not her score because we obviously have people that would have that potentially have that conflict of interest. So it doesn't exclude you from serving on the TDT grant um, advisory board.
2: I do have one question. Mary, how many applicants were there last year?
1: There were 30.
2: Wow. Okay.
1: And to Mary's point, just to be, you know, completely transparent, it's not an apples and apples kind of situation. You have events like the gravel grinder bike race. Um, You have Free State Festival. You have uh, Theater Lawrence um, holiday show. It's a wide range of events. And then many different types of um, youth tournaments, volleyball, basketball, et cetera. So it's it's interesting. I, I would, you know, Mary, you can chime in. I think it's actually very interesting to see the different types of events. Um, we also have a, um, a um, powwow event um, that's been in the TGT mix for a while. So it's a range of stuff. The LEAD Center has their um, um, event. Um, so it's just, it's a wide range of things. You can, like I said, you can look at the grant applications
3: on that yeah. page if you want to. I'll, I'll, I have a uh, question. Quarter. It's 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 a very interesting um, uh, snapshot of all of the things that happen in Lawrence and a wide variety of things. And I think the way the scoring matrix is set up right now, um, it is an interesting way to do it because it it gives different amounts of points for different things. So it's it's time consuming if you really. Um, care about it but it's i think it's very worthwhile and what they've tended to do the last couple of years is give percentages of um the grant money available there's never enough grant money so this year i think was the most extreme where everybody got something but depending on where the ranking was uh people got more or less of what they applied for
2: I have a question. Can I step down as the vice chair and put in my application for the TGT tax grant um, advisory board?
1: Uh, okay. You can, and as I said, I, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Okay. So you could also stay vice chair. As Jerry pointed out, there's usually not a, a lot of response. It's really up to you how much responsibility. The biggest thing would be to chair the meeting in the absence of the chair, okay. um, and so I, I do believe you can do both.
2: Okay, All right. I don't know, Marlo, Do you still
8: want to do this? I'm fine leaving that to you because it might be cleaner. Because I always apply every year, so I'm fine to you know, in conflict of interest issues.
1: How do you feel yeah, I about? Appreciate, I appreciate Denise. You you uh, your interest, and I would encourage it because I do agree that um you know we haven't had any problems knock on wood but it would be nice to have a completely objective representative
2: well it sounds like a really fascinating committee to be on so you know it's it's kind of nice to see what's going on across town beyond this um commission assignment agreed okay okay
0: so Denise, you want to retain the vice chair as well?
2: Um, I don't think I. know, I'm not sure. But Marla would be a great vice chair.
0: <laughs> I agree. I was I was thinking the same thing. This is uh, this is Daniel B. Smith. If
5: it if it changes anybody's decision, uh, I am I'm very boring and I I do not miss a lot of meetings. So as a vice chair, you want you should not expect to have to chair
1: many of these meetings. Okay. All right, but what I'm hearing is Denise, you prefer to relinquish your vice chair position and um volunteer for the TGT grant advisory yeah.
2: board liaison. Okay. I believe that's what I'm saying.
0: That's fine. Okay. okay. Okay, I move that we uh, elect Denise the TGT Grant Advisory Board Liaison. Do I have a second? I second. All right. Um, Daniel. Aye. Dina. Aye. Mary. Aye. Marlo. Aye. Joshua, yes. And Jordan, I. And I also for Jerry. Great. Thanks, Denise. Thanks, everybody. And I make a motion that we elect Marlo vice chair of the commission.
1: I think you have to nominate her first.
0: And no, (laughs) (laughs) no, we do not. We just we just make a motion and we go. All right. I nominate her for the position of vice chair. I'll second that. Now can we vote?
1: Um, I think we need to hear from Marlo and whether or not she's
4: um,
1: agreeable or, or, or. Oh, there you go. The <laughs> Daniel's
8: very nice uh, um, commitment to attend meetings, and I won't have to fill in as much. I hardly accept.
0: Excellent. Okay, can we vote now? <laughs>
1: Um, so you're you made the nomination but then you would also move that she would be um move that she could be n- the next vice chair and we'll take mary's second to the nomination as the second to the motion is that work for
0: everybody yeah so for the second time i mo I move that we vote to make Marlowe vice chair of the commission
5: yeahby Smith I will second that motion.
0: OK. And then call roll. OK, Denise. I support. Daniel I. Dina I. Mary I. Joshua. Yep. Yeah. and Jordan. I. And Jerry is I as well. Very good.
1: Great thanks, Marlo. And thanks, everybody.
0: Is this where I turn the meeting over to Daniel? <laughs> that wouldn't be fair.
1: Technically, you're still on the hook through today.
0: Okay. <laughs> I think somebody tried that on me for I think uh, Kate Denine tried that, but <clears throat> yeah, if I remember correctly, Kate missed the
1: last meeting, so it it fell to your responsibility
0: I mean I could just log off (laughs) you could (laughs) log off into the sunset no 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 no. of course not um so I forget Porter were we going to review the agenda and and try to prioritize it or or should we just go down the list um
1: I think we can either way, really, if anybody has any strong opinions, but I think for the sake of everybody, since we have a range of experience on the board, maybe I should go through the agenda items and then you all can determine which ones you want to focus on. Um the budget is fairly straightforward. Um if if that's agreeable, um I can show the budget as we have it currently. Um, let me do that. Yeah, let's do that. Alright, so the budget remained. Um, the same as last year, all the all the TGT. So you are all the, the art commission is funded through the transient guest tax grant program or sorry, not grant program through transient guest fund, guest tax fund. Wow, that is hard to say apparently. Um, and so currently your your typical budget is this, $20,000 for the Outdoor Downtown Sculpture Exhibition. The Community Arts Grants is $25,000. The Phoenix Award is $3,000. And then there's Miscellaneous $1,000. Use that for membership with Americans for the Arts and printing where appropriate. And if we have food for the um, Outdoor Downtown Sculpture Exhibition, that type of thing. Um, now for next year, um, because of COVID, as you all remember, the Outdoor Downtown Sculpture Exhibition has not, was not as well-funded, um, and actually we had fewer artists apply, so we didn't spend that money. Um, the Community Arts Grants um, is also wasn't able to be implemented, and the Phoenix Awards. So what we're looking at is a budget adjustment that would allow us to keep at least um, – the $25,000 from last year in addition to the $25,000 from this year's budget, as well as $3,000 for both the Phoenix Awards um, last year and this year. Outdoor Downtown Sculpture Exhibition, I'm not quite sure if it would be the same amount just because we are spending some of that money because we do have three artists on board for that. Um, So I don't know how much that'll be, I have to go back and revisit that. We can go back and ask for a budget um, adjustment and see if we can carry that money over since the transient guest tax grant um, fund has recovered fairly well um, with everything that happened. Now that said, I have to add the caveat. Obviously we're in the midst of this Omicron. um, uh, Biggest increase we've seen throughout this whole process, so I can't
4: guarantee anything, but that's the intention at this point.
0: So is that a? I mean, is that ninety-seven? Is that a real number that that might be available to us? Somewhere
1: near that. Again, the the outdoor downtown sculpture exhibition would probably not be that much money. Um, I have to look at that and see where we are. I think that um, we're spending about five thousand um, dollars from last year, so that this may get reduced to fifteen or ten thousand, but. Um, we'll certainly put a, a, an amount in there um, and ask the the commission would have to approve that money being transferred from last year to this year. So we have to do a, a formal budget amendment uh, adjustment um, for this. Does that makes sense. Yes, but that's what we agreed to last year, and fingers were crossed. Um, you know, the COVID was winding down to some degree, and um, I don't know that we're seeing yet if things currently are affecting hotel stays or not.
7: Jerry, can I ask a question? Sure. Uh, this is Dina Amat. so just to clarify here, I think I'm tracking, but uh, we're asking for basically the money that we didn't spend last year to be, uh, to be, uh, to be allocated. Um, in addition to the 48,000 new on the 2022 budget. Is that correct for a total of 97,000? Am I tracking that right?
1: Yeah, but I wanna be I wanna be really careful now that don't get fixated on this number because I this number is likely not gonna be let me do this. I, I'm uncomfortable saying that's gonna be twenty thousand because we have spent some money. So we would okay. be asking for twenty-five thousand dollars from twenty twenty-one to be added to the twenty twenty-two budget. Got and it. we would be asking for three thousand dollars to be added um to the 2022 budget and then some portion of what we haven't spent moved over here um i would say that so and and the, they can't give us money that, that so the transient guest tax fund is a tricky fund you can't use money that isn't available and that money all comes from hotel states that's what we were talking about earlier. Right. So there, they may say, yes, you can do that, but there may not be funds available. So I just wanna be really careful and clear. That this is not automatic. The first step is we would go back and make a proposal to the city commission and ask that they approve that request. And then after the request is made, as much money as possible would be transferred, but it may not be the full amount. I just wanna
4: be really clear there. Thank you for that clarification. Thanks Porter. Yeah, thanks. Hmm. order um
0: jerry here do we need to but we don't have to vote on this in this meeting though right we're just reviewing the budget for this is your
1: budget um as approved so your current budget is that forty-nine thousand, and then i am planning to we did discuss this last year and i am planning to do the budget adjustment request to the city commission so You don't have to take any action. This is really just to give you information about where we stand at this point. um, Just so you have that awareness and that the the budget is geared for these programs.
0: Great, thanks. Well, hopefully that will that'll work out.
1: And let me add too. I think this is important. This is Porter Arneal. Um, I just want to add that we have the um, art and culture crossings program as well which I am using some of the outdoor downtown sculpture funds in a combination, you know, collaborative sort of effort or symbiotic I guess would be a better way to say that I won't be using a ton of that, but we may need to use some of that money to um, match the grant from the Kansas Creative Arts Industries Commission. And then um, we also have the um, NEA grant, so we have another entire grant program that we're going to be talking about um, as part of this agenda as well. So we have two other extraneous programs if you will um, just to be aware of as well that weren't budgeted per se, but we're certainly doing it through a grant grant receipt and um, and then the NEA receipt as well. Great.
4: Porter, this is
1: Mary. How much is the NEA grant? $150,000. It has to be regranted to arts and culture nonprofits.
0: Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, any uh, further questions about the budget before we move on to review our mission and goals and the city's strategic plan?
4: All right, I'm trying to pull up the web page here. Bear with me a
1: second. Um, Mr. Chair, this is Porter Arneal again. As I think this through, just trying to think of the best way to approach this. Um, I don't think it would be fruitful for the board to actually, you know, review the, but let me show where they are. So everybody's, let me do that. Bear with me a sec. And then we can talk about moving forward.
0: Yeah, cause I, I agree with you. I think some of the agenda items that we have. There, there's probably no new information in the mission and goals. Um, but the other things like the grants and so forth that we have in front of us, we should definitely make time for that.
4: So just as a reminder for everybody. um, You all have a web page. That is here. Um, This is
1: under the city manager's office currently, and this includes the Cultural Arts Commission, Sister Cities, Final Fridays, the arts and economic prosperity study. um, The cultural plan and then obviously contact information. So there is the cultural plan here, and then the Cultural Arts Commission. um, Outlines all the different things that the board does and includes this orientation packet which will need to be updated, but this has the background of the Commission and everything um, there that I think all of you have seen at different times. Um, So this is available for review, and I'll have to update all this information now that we're making changes here, but just I just want to make sure everybody's aware of that. Um, Does that make sense to everybody?
4: And then. um, Let me do
0: this. I'm not sure how to do it. The um, hang on one second Porter. we did. We did update our mission last year, right? I mean. I think we didn't we do some aligning of the text to reflect the different plans? anyway i don't know that that ever was ever
1: solidified i think again okay. covid was so wacky that i don't believe that I, that ever formally occurred because i remember we wrote some text for it i we think were... we started the conversation but i don't think it ever was okay. finalized
0: so, um, well the meeting, so- the minutes from this meeting will reflect that and if somebody wants to pick that up I, I believe the way I remember it was that we were, we, you know, we were talking about the three plans or however many plans we have or whatever, and we were, there was some energy around trying to make our goals, uh, mission and goals, you know, reflect, you know, the, those, those plans or whatever is how I remember it. <laughs> And this is Porter Arneal
1: again. I would suggest that um, in revisiting anything at this point, the wisdom would be to, you know, focus on the city's strategic plan. And just to remind everybody, so here's the web page for this, which is just lawrenceks.org forward slash strategic-plan. dash um, and if you scroll down, there's actually we have the booklet um, overview documents and the scorecard is here. Um, basically, this goes through the background, the mission, vision, and the organizational. Um, values and we have five outcome areas, which I think several of you are familiar with. Um, unmistakable identity seems to be the place where arts and culture tends to be the focus strong, welcoming neighborhoods, um, safe and secure, which is mostly fire and police related, prosperity and economic security. Some of you have worked with me um, there. um, Britt Cromcano is working on a um, uh, city um, economic development strategic plan, which is including discussion about arts and culture as well. And then connected city, which is more along the lines of infrastructure and that type of thing. And then there are, uh, and then there's a citywide progress indicator. Um, then there's a commitment areas. Community engagement is being overseen by my office and me. Efficient and effective processes. So these are the things that are informing those outcomes. So basically, all these things are informing the outcomes of the strategic plan: equity and inclusion, sound fiscal stewardship, engaged and empowered teams, and environmental sustainability. So that's really a nutshell of of what the strategic plan is all about. Um, I think, you know, an outcome of this meeting, given one COVID and two, the strategic plan and other changes that are occurring would be to determine um, committees that might want to focus on these different areas. Um, Because obviously time is limited. You only have 11 meetings conceivably um you could certainly can meet more often if you want to and those committees can meet, but I also know that you know we've we've done that in the past to a to a range to a range of success. You know, in some cases some really good things have happened in other cases because of um the nuttiness of COVID, things have sort of fallen by the wayside.
0: Okay. Yeah, thank you. For that and for reminding us of what we had talked about, <clears throat> um, you mentioned committees. Do is I don't see that on our agenda, and we've, you know, we sort of collapsed the committees. But is that something that we should look at?
1: Yes, I think so, and I I think. In the past, we've had a governance group, a strategic group and a programming group. um, Which is one way to go, but as we as you just said, I I feel like um, moving forward, it's much more effective if the committees are more task oriented. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, truthfully, just to be really honest, you have one year. um, In your current role um, and obviously some of you will continue, but basically the focus is on the next year. As I said, you have 11 standing meetings each month. Um, So part of it is is prioritizing according to realistic um, interest and goals, if that makes sense. Yeah. And because of COVID, I don't think anybody's really had a good opportunity to take a step back, look at the Cultural Arts Commission's um, goals and objectives, along with the cultural plan and how does all this tie back to the city strategic
4: plan that's that's kind of a heavy lift honestly yes. so you're
8: go ahead uh, marla i was just going to echo what porter was saying i feel more effective doing task related duties cuz i feel like The drive that I feel is that we have this money on the table that didn't get spent because of COVID. And I just want to make sure no matter what happens with Omicron or, you know, what's going on in the world, that we get that money out the door. And we have this great opportunity with the NEA grant. And the more that we can be engaged to boots on the ground, reaching out to arts organizations and just get that money spent, get timelines going. I feel better in that role than just talking about a mission or a goal and just talking about ideas. I feel like a little bit of time pressure and just saying, like, can we get committees going that might be like, hey, let's take care of the Phoenix Awards this year. Let's take care of the community arts grants this year. Let's take care of outreach or, you know, those things instead of just the broad strokes of strategic or cultural plan which are great when we have that opportunity but I think like I just feel like a little bit of a deadline or a time crunch pressure to just get things going and off the ground again.
0: Yeah I agree I mean I remember in the past you know Mary and myself and others sitting in a conference room working the Phoenix awards how we were going to do you know Food, flowers, alcohol—you know all the well, all the different things—and uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't. I'm sure we didn't have a committee set up just for that, but I think I, I think the that we were a subcommittee to a, one of the bigger committees, and you know, I mean, that was a roll up your sleeves and sit down around a table and you know, knock all that stuff out. And we're for sure not doing that the last few years. So, um I don't know. I, I suppose that's probably the, 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 the <clears throat> excuse me. We we have the one committee that overlooks the, the awards. Is it, did we roll the awards and grants and all that into a single committee? Which if we did, that's fine. It would be on that committee then to break out but to either do all of them, you know, as that committee or to break out, you know, folks to do the Phoenix and and other things. I mean, it's you guys, as commission going forward, but.
8: <clears throat> this is Marlo. I would vote for separating those because I feel like those are such large tasks. You know, I think like, especially because we've gone, I don't know, has it been two or three years without the community arts grants and I feel like maybe a committee that focused on that and this nea grant and just getting as many people aware of this opportunity and just having a little bit more community outreach in that one then the phoenix awards is this whole other animal like they don't feel quite as connected i think as they might have in the past yeah
5: I agree. and, and, and Mr. 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 Oh go ahead, Dana. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, B. Smith, um, I, I definitely hear what you're saying, Marlo. I, I kind of feel like, you know, we just looked over the budget and in a way, you know, looking at the budget, that kind of might inform what um how we break things down. You know, the budget has line items for for different things. The, the Phoenix Award is its own uh line item there. So I think having the Phoenix Awards be its own Committee having the the, the granting design committee outdoor sculpture exhibition, I think we could use that budget as sort of a, a rough framework to decide
0: how, how we break things down. And then, do, do you all think just you know sort of spitballing here? Do you, I mean we we have these new grant you know things as well, and those are large, right? Some, we had 150k on the um, <clears> one, <throat> so maybe that's another group to set up to sort of, you know, make that go.
8: I think the ODSE one could be connected to the murals. I know Denise has been pretty passionate about looking at our mural guidelines. We've been so inundated with mural requests. So that seems like a natural public art committee fit, which I think we may have had in the past where it was ODSE and murals and any kind of, like that transit hub had a public art component. I think those to me make sense, but I like the idea of the the grants being separate from the Phoenix Awards.
1: A question as staff, this is Porter Arneel. um, You know, we have the community arts grants. Um, if all goes well, that would be $50,000 that could be granted. We have a um, program in place for that, but Marlo, as you pointed out, we haven't implemented it and I, I, I stunned, but I guess it has been two years Um, as I remember. Actually, we were just about to do that program in 2020 and then had to cancel it, and then we weren't able to do it last year because the funds weren't available. So. um, That's a, you know, that takes staff time, Um, and then the NEA grant is something we've never done before. So that's going to take extra effort to figure out how that's going to be structured and implemented as well. So that's that, you know, each of these becomes something that it would be invaluable to have assistance from the board. Um, and I know you guys have been working on the NEA. I really appreciate that looking into some of the
4: because the, uh, obviously there's very specific requirements on that as well.
0: So do we want to use this meeting to, you know, to maybe put some names in in boxes for boards or whatever separate groups?
4: I think that makes sense.
0: Um, I'm just trying to think about from a process perspective, do we have, Porter, do you have like where you could put your hands on it, the current boards with their members on it?
1: Sorry, I'm not sure I understand current. You mean the current committees? Yeah, committees, sorry. You know, I just realized as I was looking at this, I started to think of that. And honestly, because of COVID, it it all has really pretty much fallen apart. Okay, Um, so we haven't really been doing that. So I think at this point and another factor that we have to be aware of is that three of you are going off the board as of the end of this meeting. Um, And then as I said, so we have those three seats plus potentially another seat as well. So there may be four people coming on. So I don't want to force the hand of the commission going forward, so to speak. But I think that if today we can come up with something of a game plan, and be specific in assigning roles according to
4: interest. (coughs)
1: Excuse me, that would be a good step moving forward. And that's the next on the agenda is is the 2022 priorities in the project. So, um, you know, at this point we have the Outdoor Downtown Sculpture Exhibition, the Phoenix Awards, which if we stick to plan, this would be selecting an artist this year and then implementing the Phoenix Awards next year. Um, the community arts grants, which you know that has a, a, a method in place, so we're, you know, we have that in place. The National Endowment for the Arts grants, that's a that's a much bigger challenge, frankly. And if you want to um, review the mural guidelines, that would be another thing that's been um, on the, you know, on the docket, so to speak, for a while.
5: Daniel Smith, yeah, it's me. From all this conversation, it sounds like we're looking at four committees, I think um, people other people suggest this that mural review should be folded in with outdoor sculpture exhibition as a public art committee so it sounds like we're looking at Community art grant the NEA. Um, or the Public Art, which is Outdoor Sculpture Exhibition and Mural Review, and then the Phoenix Awards as four separate committees. I think that's what I kind of what I'm, I'm hearing. Um, and I would like to officially say that we could, yeah, I agree, it doesn't make sense to kind of like lock those in right now, but I think it would be a good opportunity for people to go ahead and say if they're interested in any of those four or, or, or multiple of them, um, and we can kind of get that. And then maybe at the next meeting, and maybe with new members, even we could uh, actually determine who's going to be on which committee.
1: And I would even go a step further and and come up with a schedule and game plan for each of those committees to come back to the Art Commission with uh, specific, you know, results of whatever progress they're making.
5: Dean you know, Lee Smith, well, I will go ahead and say that I'm interested in, in continuing to be involved with Outdoors Culture Exhibition and, and Murals um, with the public art. Um, I'm also happy to serve on, on an, another committee as well. I don't know if we want to try and limit how many committees individual members are, are on, just not to overload anybody, um, but I'd be happy to continue doing public art, um, which I've been involved with a little bit, um, and then potentially be on on a, either the The CAG or the NEA committee as well.
2: I have a question kind of comment. Um, Since I'm working with Marlo on the NEA grant, um, so that would be included in that committee that Daniel's talking about. Am I tracking?
1: Yeah, the NEA grant would be its own committee, I think, and I think that's committee.
4: Yeah,
2: so it wouldn't be under the public art committee
4: that
7: Daniel's talking about? No. Okay. This is Dina Amant. Um, so I had volunteered for the public art uh, committee and uh, would be happy to continue on that. Um, I think we maybe only had one um, meeting this past year, but I'm also very happy to be on a different committee wherever, uh, wherever I might be needed most.
1: So I can be flexible. And actually, Dina, that got me thinking if agreeable. Um, you know, the Phoenix Awards kind of, if if we stick to the plan, and, and I don't want to speak for the board, but this year would be selecting an artist and and having them create the awards for next year, which is more aligned with public art. Um, interestingly enough. So that would be under there. And I I think in the past you've expressed interest in that. So I just offer that too.
7: Yeah, that that would be, this is Dina again. Um, Yeah, that would be fine with me.
1: Okay. Great, thanks.
3: This is Mary. I I think probably of those, the only one I would appropriately be on would be the, um, the Phoenix because I would anticipate that the theater would be a, a
4: grant applicant on the other two um, possible grants, <laughs> and
1: I wouldn't want to set up any conflict of interest. That's great, and um, yeah, I mean the last Phoenix Awards were held at Theater Lawrence. It was a great event.
0: Mary did an amazing job of helping put that together. Well, well
4: I had I had
0: a wonderful staff
4: <laughs> helping and committee members.
8: This is Marlo. I would love to continue with the NEA grants just because I really helped write that grant and we've been working with Denise looking at the regulations behind it. I'd also be interested in being on the cultural arts grants as well because I think there's a lot of correlation there. So I you know, would have some conflict of interest between Art Center, Free State Festival, But, you know, I think being able to step away from that and abstain from anything that would make that a conflict, I'm happy to work with others to make sure it's nice and fair and balanced.
4: Denise, um, do you want to continue on the NEA as well?
2: Yeah, this is Denise. Um, Yes, I would like to be on the NEA grant committee. Yeah, because I'm pretty invested now that I've looked at potential local nonprofits. So, yes.
1: That's great. Now, I really, you guys are fantastic. Thank you so much for the work you're doing. Oh, no. Fine. As I've delved into that, it's sort of, it's it's not sort of, it is overwhelming trying to sort of navigate all of their parameters and stuff. So I really appreciate your, your help. Oh, yeah. There.
2: I do have a, a question. Since I'm pretty passionate about the um, mural application, can I be on that public art when Absolutely. it's time to look at um, mural applications? Yes. Okay.
1: And I think if you don't mind, it'll be, um, I'll, I'll grant you permission to be the friendly reminder. <laughs> sure, um, sure. Cause I think it's, you know, there's a lot happening, but I think, um, and it might be worthwhile setting up a specific meeting with anybody else interested to just, you know, say let's let's just, take a look at this and determine what is it that we want to change? And because it, it, in my mind, it could be an easy change. It may just be changing the language in some way, but I don't know how complicated it would be. So that might be a thing is just to have a committee, look at it, make a recommendation and bring it back to the commission.
2: <laughs> You're muted. <coughs> All right, this is Denise again. Yes, that would be fine. I think it would be just a small fix in my opinion um although i had talked to a local artist who happened to also apply for a mural and he said as an artist that you know artists may have more difficulty in applying and filling out the application he thought it was um, not so much difficult but different than the kinds of documents that visual artists typically approach and complete and it you know maybe we can simplify it or at least make a little clearer what the expectations of the committee would be
0: i would i would recommend having been down that road a few years ago uh, when we made some some changes. I, I like the direction you guys are talking about. I think an internal review um, by you all, um, you know, if I could be so bold to make a suggestion on my way out the door, um, to, to find some of those gaps, you know, to and, and so forth. And if it is small changes, fine, you know, make those. If, it's, if it starts to look big, I would encourage you to put together an ad hoc committee that has some of those muralists and community members. Because I mean, you guys know this stuff is a hot topic um, when you know when it starts happening. Depending on like where a mural is going to go or whatever, so I would encourage you to. I think we called in an ad hoc uh, committee where we took inputs from muralists and and uh, and so forth. You know, other interested people, other stakeholders. If you were going to make any sort of sweeping changes to it, it's okay. just my recommendation.
2: I think that's a great idea.
0: And I, I
1: would add that um, somebody reached out to me recently asking to um, provide a list of artists who have done, receive city funding um, with an eye toward equity. And so I think, you know, equity is certainly part of this conversation, too. Are we, are we creating something that's really accessible to a wide range of artists as well? Which is, I think, what you're, you're getting at, Denise.
2: Yeah. So how do you think I could obtain, we could obtain such a list?
1: Um, I need to go back and look I don't he's this person has asked for 20 years I don't know that I can even do that I think you know and we have to remember that the mural I think there's some confusion that when you all approve murals you're not funding murals you're approving you're doing a mural review for for private property mostly right Um, so I think that gets confused that the art commission is not funding those murals is simply reviewing them for the public realm. The Outdoor Downtown Sculpture Exhibition is is obviously the largest um, public art program and then we have the public art projects over the past few years. So I'm going to work on generating that list and we can take a look at it. I'm not sure that um, that should guide things per se, because I think it's going to reveal that it's been mostly, you know, these have been competitive processes. And so these it, it leans toward experienced artists. That's always sort of the dilemma here. Um, which tend to favor, honestly, um, non-marginalized artists, I would dare say. Um, So how how do you address that? I think the bigger thing that I've seen in all my years of public art, sorry, I'm jumping on a whole different tangent here, is what sort of programs could exist that could help those artists that are interested in exploring public art and other things to gain experience so they can be more competitive. That's usually where I see the challenge. I just offer that. But that's something to look at for all this. Okay. Okay, so for public art, I have Daniel and Dina and Denise. Anybody else on the public art side of things? Jordan?
6: Yes, I'd be interested. Sorry, I uh, dropped out of the call because um, of my connection a few minutes ago when we were talking about that. So. Um, Yes, I'd be interested.
1: Great, thanks. And then for now on the Phoenix Awards, we have Dina and Mary. And on the community arts grants, Daniel and Marlo, which tie back to the NEA, which is also Daniel and Marlo and Denise.
8: Porter, can we, should we combine those two? Like I'm wondering if those two have more synergy than originally
5: we thought about. Danby Smith. Yeah, that does. I mean, they're both, I think, both Community Art Grants and BNEA, those are both big, but it is true that the actual process and everything that's involved is, is similar, so.
8: Yeah, this is Marla. What I'm thinking is outreach, especially with both of those grants, is getting the word out to people and reaching out. Because I know with the NEA grant, part of it was reaching 20% new organizations. And Denise made a wonderful list of places that may not have applied for community arts grants in the past. And so I think using those approaches for both community arts and the NEA would make a lot of sense. So I really like those being connected.
1: I think that's a great step forward. Thanks.
6: Um, This is Jordan speaking. Um, I would be interested in joining that committee as well. Um, if we're combining them or if we're not combining them, then just the community art grant.
1: I think they'll be combined in some, you know, I think Marlo said it well, there's synergy here. So figuring out how that works and maybe they would be implemented side by side or together somehow. I don't know. Perfect. Great, thanks. That's actually I think that's part of the work. It's just sort of determining what's the structure going to be. Um the only other thing I would offer or ask is we have this economic development strategic plan process, and one of the areas of interest in that is arts and arts and culture. Um, Mary Marlowe, am I leasing anybody else out, have, have been involved in that discussion along with other people who've been helping with the unmistakable identity realm, including like Margaret Morris and Steve Nowak, um, Novak, Novak. So that might be another area, just if anybody has interest in that to um, speak up now and we should establish You know, who would be willing to spend some time to help with that effort.
6: Would it be continuing as we have been or establishing
1: another committee, Porter? I think it would be, it's 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 not really a committee, it's just people volunteering right. to go to attend those meetings and help provide insight and information to that effort. I'm assuming, this is Mary, I'm assuming that those of us who are already doing it are gonna be continuing to do it. If if that's agreeable, it'd be great to have you since you have that continuity. Um, and honestly, I'm gonna to try to get Brit to take the reins of this a little more. So I think we've, it, for me, we reached a point beyond my expertise. And so my hope would be is that um, she might initiate a couple of meetings in the near future to help solidify her matrix and, and work with you all on that, if that makes sense. So um, Mary, I have you. Marlo, is that still an area of interest if you're willing?
8: Yeah, happy to do that.
1: Okay. Anybody else?
6: Jordan speaking. Um, I also attended a meeting. I think the oh, last right. one.
1: Yeah, that's right. You we're uh, at, at uh, Theater Lawrence with us. Thank you.
6: Right. Um, and the learning curve is a bit steep for me, but I would also be interested in continuing that as much as possible. Keeping in uh-huh. mind that my life is a little crazy at the moment, so I might be missing meetings every now and then, but they're not very frequent from what I uh, from what I gather, so I should be able to make those.
1: Yeah, it's not... Nothing is set in stone at this point. So um, like I said, I would anticipate maybe one or two more meetings with Britt. Um, I have to touch base with her, so I'll just keep your guys names and see and just let her know that and we'll um, keep that in mind. So I appreciate that is that gives me something to have in hand. Thank you.
0: So Porter <clears throat> under our um, Section C role of the LCAC. We we have this uh, thing called 2022 priorities and projects. Are we covering that by this discussion or do we need is there somewhere to dive in deeper to that particular item?
1: Um, My sense is that that's what we just did. Yeah, that this gives clarity as to these are the the projects and, and if anybody has other ideas, please speak up. But basically at this point, To Marlo's, you know, good um, comments. This clarifies. Here's what we're going to do in 2022,
0: and here's how we're going to do it. And that's what, as a as staff, I was looking for that. Great. I mean, we've sort of done that with the the mural uh, policy review and ODSE, and uh, although maybe we haven't touched on the crossing program. I don't know if we need to spend a few minutes on on Yeah,
1: I can give updates on that stuff. I was going to um, respectfully request a break.
0: Yes. How how long? 10, 15.
1: 15 is probably. I don't, you know, honestly, I'm not sure we need the full amount of time today.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Um and again, a lot of this is COVID related. We're still, you know, coming out of this whole crazy pandemic. So, if we take 15 minutes, come back and probably finish up Great, thank you.
4: See you all soon. All right. Should we go ahead and get
0: started again? I'm sure Joshua will join us.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I realized that the Outdoor Downtown Sculpture Exhibition and the Art and Culture Crossings Program, there's not a lot to add from last month. Um, <clears throat> I know that um, Alicia Kelly, who's helping to lead the art and culture crossings program, is doing a great job. Um, she's spoken with three artists and she's hopeful to maybe add at least one or two more um, with the budget. She's trying to navigate the waters of what do they really need financially and what are their you know concepts. So she's working with them very carefully. We have a meeting scheduled this week, so I'll learn more this week. Um, about where she is and what she's doing. And um, she's doing a great job. And unfortunately, this COVID uptick is affecting, you know, everybody at this point, so we may see further delays. We'll see what happens. And then Outdoor Downtown Sculpture Exhibition, as you all know, we have the three artists on board. Two of the artworks are already out. Um, Dave Lowenstein is working on his, and I need to regroup with him and um, figure out where we're going to be able to do his work, which will dovetail with art and culture crossings program as well. So um, that's really all I have at this point. And yeah, with COVID, we're just sort of getting pushed back a little bit, but um, still moving forward on that. And and as I said, I really appreciate Marlo and Denise and everybody that's helped. Jerry also helped with the NEA grant. And obviously, um, it's gonna be important to have that money. So I'm glad we got that. Um, So yeah, I think that's really all that I have as far as updates or anything. Happy to answer questions. Actually glad to hear from Mary about what's going on because we're obviously not done with this and I'm guessing other arts and culture groups are struggling in similar ways.
9: I just wanted to, this is Joshua. I just wanted to say I'm here. I didn't think you wanted to see me eat. So I'm I'm, I'm here. Depends what you're eating, I guess. Oh, it's, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Well, so next on our, uh, next on our list is review, uh, the, uh, grant application scoring. Th- this, this topic shows up a lot in our annual discussions, as I remember. And I'm not sure I remember what it is that we are are wanting to look at here we we did change the way we scored we changed the matrix whatever it was 2 years ago to to better support i i think what we were trying to do was mimic what you all had done on the TGT uh uh scoring i think we were we were trying to emulate that and i had some changes I can't remember, it was related to columns versus rows or whatever, and and I think we got those in there and we went through that process right as COVID sort of snatched it out of our hands. So maybe that's just a loose end that needs to be tied up, Porter. Is that why this remains on on our agenda?
1: It, yeah, and it may have just been held over. Um and I would say at this point that you know I appreciate what we've done as far as establishing these um, working committees and so I would say it probably needs to I think the NEA grant will have an effect on how we decide to implement our grant um, in the matrix and that type of thing so I would say that this probably gets pushed to that committee as part of their task and yeah happily I'm really pleased with the transient guest tax grant um, <clears throat> scoring program that we have. Um, it allows to it shows standard deviations, um, positive and negative, so it provides an opportunity through color coding to actually add discussion to the grant scores where applicable. And so it's not just a matter of saying, OK, this one scored at this level, therefore they get this money, but it allows some conversation. And I would imagine with the community arts grants in the NEA, might be similar kind of apples to oranges comparisons, although the NEA grant, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Marlo or Denise, is fairly straightforward. It has to go to, to arts and culture nonprofits so that it's not a programmatic grant. It's an um, um, operational support grant. So it's, it's really just a matter of determining who those are and figuring out the best way to implement
4: that.
8: I think it wasn't directly just organizational or operational support, but it was also open to programs as well. So I think what Denise and I talked about was opening it up to a combination, an arts organization can apply for operational support or they can apply for a new program. And that's why I think that synergy between the community arts grants makes so much sense. Uh, My question is, how quickly could that committee get off the ground? Because Denise and I talked about, can we start this? process sooner than later um, in terms of timeline, when the grant deadlines would be, when the reviews would be. So is it possible that that committee could meet this month? I know as a commission, we aren't meeting because of our annual retreat, but could we schedule a meeting for that committee since it seems like this is such a timely uh, need for the community?
1: Yeah, I think that's fine. And especially given that it's probably gonna be a Zoom meeting uh, makes it a little bit easier I would say go ahead and get something scheduled and um, if if possible during the work week, um, I know that can be tricky for some, um, but that way I could participate as well so I can kind of track this and make sure that, you know, from a staff perspective, we're moving in the right direction.
2: I think that's a good idea because You know, I think as a committee, or at least a subcommittee, that we're gonna have to come up with an application for um, awarding the subgrants. At least, you know, we need to have accountability for ourselves because we will have to, to later report how these monies were used, who used them. So from that perspective, I think if we could meet sooner than later, that would be awesome.
1: Um, would Thursday or Friday next week. Work.
8: Thursday is better for me than Friday next week.
2: So are we looking at you? Are you saying Thursday Porter?
1: Thursday the 20th at one o'clock.
8: So you're talking about a week from this Thursday?
1: Correct. Okay,
8: so that also opens up Friday. Then I thought we were looking at next
1: Friday. Sorry. Um, no, and and you know that that said, I just have a pretty packed calendar this coming week. If you guys wanted to meet, but I'm thinking that maybe it'd be good for all three of us, and and if Jordan can join us to meet um, that following week, um, just to kind. Actually, I could meet Monday. Now that I'm looking at my calendar, Monday the
2: seventeenth.
1: Seventeenth.
2: 17th yeah
1: yeah
2: I could do that as well
1: um one o'clock two o'clock three o'clock
6: I wouldn't be able to to meet there um I work until late evenings on Monday um and early evening on Thursday okay um anytime after 5 30 would work for me but I can't I can't do a one o'clock that's in the middle of my work day
2: so the seventeenth is a holiday. I don't know if that makes a difference. Yeah,
8: good point, Denise. <laughs>
6: well, then yeah. um, I'm going to tentatively say yes. Um, I'll still have to check my um, my second job schedule, but that should that should work for me then, as long as it's like
8: one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, are we talking about the seventeenth? Then, if it if that's MLK Day, then I will be. Yeah.
1: No, we should probably not do that. Thanks, okay. Jordan.
4: But we shouldn't do that. Um, so
1: Thursday, you said you could be available after what time, Jordan? Thursday the twenty is
6: after five thirty.
1: Let's do this instead of trying to do it here. Let me um, maybe we do a, a um, doodle poll. Find That's a time. Does that work for everybody? Let's do yeah. that. We'll, but I'll shoot for that week and see what we can find. Okay. And we talked about the um, economic development and strategic plan. Um, those people that are interested in staying on that, so we don't need to talk about that. And then the Phoenix Awards, again, I think that goes to the the task task committee to, and that one's actually fair. If everybody's agreeable that we would really just be searching for an artist this coming year and then plan for the Phoenix Awards next year. And I'm guessing maybe um, think about, you know, existing in, in new categories based on COVID survival <laughs> At some level,
3: <laughs> um, this is Mary um, Porter. How how will that work with the funding then? Because right now, according to the budget, there would have been three thousand left from last year and three thousand for this year. Right. So, in terms of of looking at an artist, and and then theoretically moving forward, we'd have three thousand for twenty twenty three. Right. So in terms of looking at an artist, would our budget for that artist be
1: 3000 or $6,000? Um, How much carryover can there be? Yeah, but conceivably you would have $6,000 budgeted for the Phoenix Award for 2022 if that budget adjustment goes through. So you could apply that to the artist. I guess you could also try to have a Phoenix Award program um, you could actually do both. That's what I'm saying is is you know, i'm I'm just basing this on on the structure that we we have currently. So that I think that's TBD. But yes, you'd have six thousand dollars budgeted for the Phoenix Awards. It'd
0: be a nice, nice amount for, to make make nice awards. right. so
3: so if we had that amount, though, I guess my question is, so this this year we would we would get the artist and then the actual awards would go to
1: 2023, correct? If, if we can if we stay consistent with what we've done in the past, yes. But I I don't think that's uh, you know locked in stone. So there's room for conversation of you know m- what anybody would might might want to do. But yeah, that would be the the you know the general idea at this point.
3: Okay, thank you. mm
0: mm-hmm. Okay, that sort of gets us to through the agenda. Are there any miscellaneous items or um, topics? It's
5: going to be Smith. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious. Um, I think I actually asked Porter about this a little while ago, but I am curious. You know, since we do have members who are, are leaving the commission. Um, I, I'm curious about uh, trying to get some some new people to to join. So I'm, I'm curious, Porter, if you're able to tell us at all if, if you've had um, any applicants um, and whether uh, and I guess just in general, it, I would like to encourage people to reach out to those in the community who they feel like are a good representation of the community, especially from an equity mindset, and uh, try and try and fill some of the vacant vacancies, just so that we don't we don't uh, sh- shrink too much.
1: Yeah, thanks, Daniel. Um, So if anybody knows of somebody that might be interested in serving, the first step is always to have them apply. And I'm gonna share my screen. Um, So if they go to this page, this is our board and commissions page. Um, They can scroll down and find boards and commissions here. Click on that link. There's more information about boards and commissions. Um, and you can actually click here. There's a link that shows vacancies. Um, I'm not sure ours is updated at this point because um, we do go through this month, but you can see it here. And then, whoops, sorry, I'm got, it's hard to navigate because there's okay, going back. Um, But then there's also a link here, whoops. Oh, this is all sorry. This is also to volunteer. I apologize. I thought there was a separate link. So if you click on that, it shows these vacancies and then you can actually apply for a board here. um, Down toward the bottom, you just have to scroll down after that link general board application you hit this button that says create and that will give you the application that you fill out. Everybody that wants to serve on a board, they have to do this. And then this is what the mayor reviews to determine um, possible prospects for different boards. So if you know anybody, please share that and I'll share this link with you so um, you have that information and can share it with folks. Um, So that's the first step. And then um, different mayors handle this in different ways. And I have not spoken with Mayor Shipley yet to determine how much information she wants to glean from the boards. Typically, the board chair can make recommendations based on um, candidates. So, you know, I think that's something she may reach out to you, Daniel, and ask for your opinion on different candidates. I I don't have those candidates in front of me, so I don't know who's currently applied or not. So like I said, if you know folks who are interested, think that they would be strong on this board, please share that information and ask them
4: to apply. OK,
0: <clears throat> anything else? Any other? Miscellaneous.
8: This is Marlo. I wish I had a mimosa to toast Jerry and Joshua, and I'm not sure if anyone else is leaving, but I thank you both for all of your time and energy I've learned from you so much through discussions and humor, and I'm going to miss you. So thank you.
0: Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Jerry and Joshua and Christina are all leaving the board. Their term limits are up. Um, And I would like to, to, Um, agree with Marlo. You guys have been terrific. It has been a real pleasure. Gosh, I started reminiscing and (laughs) we've been through a lot
4: together.
1: Um, And thank you so much for, you know, staying with it and and doing such a great job. Christina couldn't be here today, but she also has been fantastic and I really appreciate all you guys. And um, so, yes, a toast. Yeah. Thank Thank you so much for your great service. And I'm sure we will continue seeing you in various capacities, but
0: you will certainly be missed. Great, thank you. Thanks, Joshua. I'm still looking for that phone number, but I'll text you as as soon as I get it, I'll text you.
9: All right, deal. Yeah, I just wanted to thank everybody too. It's always been my favorite thing in my service on any and all boards and committees is to just meet wonderful people and work with terrific people. Um, it's been better even than the work itself is getting to know uh, the people of the community and 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 see and learn and grow uh, and then and then eventually find some even further opportunities in the future. So it's always really exciting so I, I just want to thank you. Porter too uh, Jerry uh, Marlo, Dina, Everybody, and everybody who's been. Kate Denine has been extraordinary. I, I miss all of those folks too. Uh, so, you know, it's it's been a pleasure, um, I look forward to encountering you in the future. And Jerry, you may you may get that number soon. Fingers crossed, buddy. Fingers
0: crossed. Yeah, um, I try to say it at the at the end of every meeting, but I um, I really appreciate each of you and the fact that you uh, donate your time to our community to do this, um, and appreciate your passion for arts and culture uh, in our in our community, and looking forward to seeing what you all do going forward. So, all right, I think this brings us to the end. So uh, I would make a motion to adjourn.
9: I think it's only fitting that I second that, right? So I second.
0: All right. And I think we can just all in favor say-
2: Bye. See ya,
0: bye-bye. Take care folks.
2: You too. Bye
4: everybody, thank you.